What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Wednesday, June 10th. Here's what you missed while you were recording a podcast episode in an empty parking lot. Okay, today let's start talking about what the heck happened in Georgia yesterday. Seems like they were supposed to be taking part in a primary vote, but according to Kristen Clark, the president of the Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights Under Law, quote, Georgia's election was a complete catastrophe. Malfunctioning equipment, long lines, poll sites that opened late, insufficiently trained poll workers, and paper ballot shortages resulted in a day of chaos for voters seeking to exercise their voice. Midna Perez, director of voting rights and elections program at the Brennan Center for Justice at NYU, said the problems were a huge warning for November because they were preventable and predictable. This wasn't merely a warning bell, Perez said. These were warning sirens, end quote. There were reports of people waiting three, four, and five hours just to get into the building amidst pouring rain and social distancing lines that ran longer than usual. The line at the Sandy Springs Library wrapped around the building, and Joanne Steiner said she waited five and a half hours to vote without proper social distancing. Poll workers couldn't initially confirm her registration despite her living at the same address for 18 years and voting in the last election. But Steiner had brought her absentee ballot application with her registration number and her passport for identification. This was an outrageous experience. I don't know which part of it was more demeaning, Steiner said. There is some undercurrent of not allowing certain votes to count, end quote. Quote, we saw people frustrated who literally quit on the spot. A director of the New Georgia Project said of polling places that opened hours later than scheduled and closed before voting was done. I am disgusted. Let's all work, hope, and pray that this is not a preview of November, Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms said in a tweet and, yeah... Please, let's not let this happen in November. Get your act together, Georgia. We need an actual solid turnout. So last week, in the middle of all the hype around Black Lives Matter and the protests and supporting people of color, one of the co-founders and sitting board member of Reddit, you know, the Internet's front page and one of the largest websites on the planet, he announced that he was not only stepping down from his board seat, but that he would be recommending to the board that they replace him with a person of color or of African descent. Alexis Ohanian said this just this past Friday, and they've already done it, which kind of proves that maybe it wasn't that hard to do to begin with. Michael Seibel was a partner at Y Combinator, which is a startup accelerator. He was also a co-founder of Justin TV, which eventually became Twitch, and that was bought out by Amazon for billions. In a statement, Seibel said he's known Ohanian and Reddit CEO Steve Huffman since 2007, and been a user of the site ever since. Over this period of time, I've watched Reddit become part of the core fabric of the internet, and I'm excited to help provide advice and guidance as Reddit continues to grow 
and tackle the challenges of bringing community and belonging to a broader audience, he said in today's announcement. Quote, as a partner at Y Combinator and the CEO within the organization's YC Accelerator program, Cybell has been working to recruit more black and Latino people into the tech startup world. On his Twitter account, Cybell has also been vocal in his support for police reform, end quote. So again, this is an important first step, but it is still just that, a first step. Let's see where this takes us. The beta for Android 11 is now available for Pixel phones. It features a revamped notification system, a new power menu, and dozens of smaller tweaks. Its major feature, though, is really about helping to manage the complexity that is Android. For instance, the way it now manages notifications has been updated, where you have three main sections, conversations, alerts, and silent notifications. And this is really about separating notifications from your chat apps from everything else. You can even pull out a convo from the notification drawer and have it float around like you've kind of seen and been done with Facebook Messenger for a while. You get a little floating head. Notification history is also there now, so in case you happen to dismiss a notification, you can go back into the settings menu and see the old ones. In the power menu, you now get access to any smart home controls like lights and doors. Location permissions are also getting much stricter, very similar to iOS. You can resize the video for picture-in-picture, which is pretty cool. Really, uh, a lot of smaller updates and improvements like that. So if you're one of those people using an Android device, but at least smart enough to know to use a Pixel, check the link in the show notes and see if it's worth running the beta right now. Okay, and what truly marks us being in unprecedented times the new york city department of health has issued a statement regarding safe sex and covid19 and in it there's a bunch of common sense tips like quote masturbate more hook up with strangers less health officials advise a disease that spreads via saliva and mucus makes kissing high risk wash your damn hands that sort of thing. Then there was this. Be creative with sexual positions and physical barriers like walls that allow sexual contact while preventing close face-to-face -face contact. Okay, so barriers, sure. Condoms and dams are barriers, for instance. There are also plenty of sexual positions that don't require facial proximity. Walls, however, seems like an oddly specific suggestion. Personally, I can't think of any sex act that involves a load-bearing structure other than the use of a glory hole. Continuing, to be absolutely sure this wasn't a failure of imagination on my part, I did my due diligence and reached out to the city health department for clarification. When asked if the above passage was a tacit endorsement of glory holes, Dr. Dmitry Daskalaskis, deputy commissioner for disease control and incident commander for the health department's COVID-19 response told Gizmodo, we trust our audience and New Yorkers are creative enough to know what this means. Hey, listen, when the time comes to clean house in government, let us remember that Dr. Daskalaskis was on the right side of history. All right, the MLS is back, baby. Major League Soccer is returning on July 8th for a tournament with all the teams 
in what I would say is the now very famous ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex in Orlando. There's going to be a lot of sports celebrities in Orlando this year, apparently. So how's it going to work? So 54 matches, 39 group stage, 15 knockout round. Each club gets a minimum of three matches. I mean, it's basically a mini World Cup style tournament, but with much less talent. Matches will be played almost continuously with 9 a.m., 8 p.m. and 10.30 p.m. matches. Group stage games count for points towards regular season standings. The winner of the tourney will get into CONCACAF in 2021, and players can earn additional bonuses. There's like a million-dollar prize pool available for them. Upon completion of the MLS's back tournament, MLS plans to continue its regular season with a revised schedule in home markets, followed by the Audi MLS Cup playoffs and the 25th MLS Cup. The schedule will be developed at a later date. So, ain't nothing really left to say here, but let's go boys in blue! Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of the day. Now, I sincerely hope that this episode sounds okay. I'm literally recording in my car in an empty mall parking lot right now. I had tons of errands and presentations to give today, but I wanted to make sure that the episode still went out. Should it be as bad as that one airplane episode I recorded? If you've been listening for a while, you probably remember that. Like, what the heck is that noise in the background? But anyways, this should be in your inboxes on time. And yeah, I didn't want to get into any Trump news today because eh, even I get wary of breaking that man down. But just know, just stop believing the tweets. I mean, how is that a national record of what someone says? I, listen, ignore the tweets. Don't try to explain them. All right. As always, remember, stay focused, proud, and dedicated. Dodge the rest. I got you with the news.